Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, the scriptures present us with two people whose imaginations aren't big enough to accommodate God's plans. Two men who learn how to dream beyond their wildest dreams. And this makes them very important Advent figures. The first, and he's presented in our first reading, is an obscure figure from the distant biblical past. Ahaz, the king of Judah. Who was Ahaz? He was a young king reigning around the year 740 B.C., So about 250 years after King David, a full three-quarters of a millennium before Jesus. So it's a very ancient, very distant figure. Ahaz, as I say, was young and untested. He was a new king. And he was facing a very complex political challenge. So keep in mind, the era of David and Solomon is over. When Israel was a great kingdom... It split in two, Israel in the north, Judah in the south. So Judah, where Ahaz is king, by this time is a little principality, surrounded by very powerful and aggressive enemies. Assyria in the east, Egypt in the west, Damascus to the north. Oh, think of little Switzerland, maybe, in the mid-20th century, surrounded by its more powerful adversaries. Well, During the time of Ahaz, an alliance was forming against Judah. See, think of these big powers, Assyria, Egypt, and the others, jockeying for position, each trying to dominate the region. So like political powers today, they make deals and treaties with each other, often trying to outmaneuver these smaller countries. Well, young Ahaz didn't know what to do. Like statesmen of any age, he was faced with a number of choices, and he couldn't clearly see which one was the best. As a result of this confusion, he fell into a kind of depression and didn't act. He was frozen in his indecision. Now, how come we know about Ahaz? How come we know about this plight? We know it because of an extraordinary figure who was a colleague at his court, a spokesman for God. His name was Isaiah. Isaiah was encouraging this young king to be confident, to trust in God, and to act. He said, I know know you're depressed. I know you're overwhelmed by these forces around you. I know you don't quite know what to do. But I'm telling you, Isaiah said to Ahaz, be confident, trust in God, act boldly. Now that's the background for this kind of puzzling reading. 
over the years now, as this reading has gone out and I sit up in the presider's chair, I often think, I wonder if people have any idea what this is about. Well, the oracle at the heart of our reading is in the context of this political situation. Listen. The Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the nether world or high as the sky. Extraordinary stuff, isn't it? Here's little, young, frightened Ahaz. Doesn't know what to do. God himself says, Ahaz, ask me for a sign. And don't dream small, man. Dream big. Let it be deep as the nether world or high as the sky. Ask me anything you want. That's what he's saying. Dream big. Trust much. Break out of the depressing little space of your own fears and ask the Lord. But now listen to frightened Ahaz. It's an extraordinary line, and, and it's, it's very true psychologically, I think. Having heard this extraordinary divine promise, he says, I will not ask. I will not tempt the Lord. I mean, God is inviting him to dream big, to ask for anything he wants, and Ahaz won't do it. Under the guise of misguided piety, oh, who am I to be tempting the Lord? The Lord just invited you, man. He just asked you to dream big, and you won't ask. Now, you might be wondering, what difference does all this make to me? Why am I hearing this story about this ancient Israelite king and his political problems? Well, if you use your imagination a bit, you'll see that you are Ahaz. I am Ahaz. We all are. Look at I don't care where you are in society. I don't care how successful you are. Deep down, all of us feel kind of small, beleaguered, confused, afraid, surrounded by forces more powerful than ourselves. You know, deep down, we're all like Ahaz, wondering what to do, maybe frozen in our indecision, afraid. Well, listen now what Yahweh says after Ahaz backs off. Oh, who am I to ask? God says, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary men? Must you also weary God? See, what wearies God? What tires God out? What frustrates God? Our own lifelessness and lack of imagination. Our own incapacity to dream big in accord with God's designs. Oh, you, you've wearied men. Must you also weary God? Do you ever think, friends, fellow sinners, you know, fellow Ahazes, we're all in that boat, that we weary God by our own smallness of heart and mind, by our own indecision. So, God says, you're not going to dream big. I'm going to dream for you. I'm going to tell you what sign to look for. And then comes that wonderful prophecy of the birth of a child. Emmanuel, God with us. A virgin will give birth to this child. Emmanuel, 
God with us. You feel lost, hopeless, abandoned, afraid, don't know what to do? God says, I'm going to dream the biggest possible dream for you. I'm going to dream of this sign of the virgin that gives birth to a child. And in that child, my own presence will come among you. That's how big Ahaz, I want you to dream. Listen, that's how big God wants all of us to dream. Now, flash forward about 750 years to a distant relative, descendant of Ahaz, another son of the house of David, Joseph of Nazareth. Like his forebearer, Joseph finds himself caught between powerful forces. Not political ones so much, but social and religious ones. You know the story well. He's already betrothed to Mary, but they haven't lived together as husband and wife yet. His beloved Mary. And Joseph receives what must have been devastating news. His fiancée is pregnant, and he's not the father. This must have turned Joseph's world upside down. Think. First of all, at a personal level, he was deeply hurt and humiliated. What man wouldn't be? Further, his plans to marry, his beloved, his plans to marry, his his plans for his life were falling to pieces. Think of someone who's all set to get married, and then the whole thing falls apart. I've known people in that situation. It's dreadful. Furthermore, the woman whom he loved and whom he thought he knew was suddenly like a stranger to him. How could she have betrayed him so blatantly? I mean, these must have been Joseph's feelings upon hearing the news that Mary was pregnant. But worst of all, Mary would be subject to the direst penalties of the law. If the word got out that she was pregnant, she'd be stoned to death, according to the law of Moses. This is why, as the gospel says so simply and laconically, Joseph decided to end the relationship quietly, perhaps sending Mary away for a time, hoping against hope that it might protect her from this dreadful fate. Man alive, that was a terrible state of his soul. Now think of Ahaz, young, beleaguered, frightened Ahaz long before. Well, he was beset by all these political difficulties. Now flash forward to Joseph, his descendant, who's beset by all these psychological and spiritual and and cultural difficulties. This was a terrible state of his soul when one night he fell asleep. Now listen as the gospel recounts the story. Suddenly, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream and said to him, Joseph, son of David, Have no fear about taking Mary as your wife. It is by the Holy Spirit that she has conceived this child. Joseph, in his anxiety and despair, was being given a sign. A dream beyond his wildest dreams. Something he could never have imagined possible. God was showing him an impossibly glorious way out of this dilemma. Ask God for a sign. Dream big. 
remain open to the wild possibilities that God holds out to you. Do you see how Joseph was as cramped and held in as Ahaz was? How Joseph felt as impossibly caught as his forebear. But God expands his mind. God blows open his sense of the possible and reveals his great plan. You know, friends, it's a particular stroke of genius on St. Matthew's part that he saw the connection between Ahaz and Joseph. And that's what I've been talking about this whole sermon. But Matthew saw it. Listen. All this happened to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin shall be with child and give birth to a son, and they shall call him Emmanuel. Matthew saw this beautiful correspondence between the sign that Ahaz was invited to ask for and the sign that was revealed to Joseph. That child promised to Ahaz now arrives in the time of Joseph. You see, all the signs that we ask for, all the dreams that we dream, they're all finely related to Christ. Whatever trouble you're in, maybe it's, it's political trouble like Ahaz. Maybe it's psychological, spiritual trouble like Joseph. I, I don't know. We've all got problems. We're all hemmed in. What's God saying? Dream big. Imagine wildly. Allow your fantasy to run wild. It'll fall short of what God wants to show you, what God wants to give you. Because what he wants to give all of us is Christ, Emmanuel. A virgin shall be with child, and this child shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Dream big, and then look for that Christmas sign. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. Cardinal George says, It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 43 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries willing to help you during times of loss. Call 708-449-6100 for assistance. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.